Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome back to Bretton Cliff Flea Circus. My name is Cliff and my erstwhile colleague down the line Erstwhile. Uh-huh. <laughs> Who up. are you? Just your own name this week? Or? Just just, just me, your own name this week. Okay. Yeah, just good old Brett. Good old that's Brett. That's who I am. What, good when, old Brett. When you're gone, that's what people will say. Good, good old Brett. <laughs> some people will, some people he was, won't. He was, a, he was a good bloke, wasn't he? Or will they say, <laughs> you know what? I had no idea. He just kept himself to himself. <laughs> <laughs> You've just uh, said, why on earth did we decide to record a podcast on tonight? And all yeah. day, I've been thinking, is it Guy Fawkes night tonight? Because I know the rhyme is remember, remember, but then I can't remember the the, the number. <laughs> Can you not? <laughs> I Ask the kids that. Uh, in fact, on Monday, is one of my questions, because I work in a school, and uh, they didn't know the answer to that either. Is it so died be- to death, is it? Guy Fawkes it night. has. Well, the, that rhyme has. The, certainly the fireworks haven't, as you'll probably hear throughout the programme. Well, I haven't heard through. any yet, so let's see. I'll open the window if you want. Well, I don't want to hear them. I'm just saying, I, I, not? I think you can rest easy, bro. Isn't it a strange celebration, though, isn't it? Yeah, Guy Fawkes nice. I mean, celebrating a terrorist. Let's celebrate terrorists. <laughs> Wanna be terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> but he got caught, didn't he? He didn't, yeah. didn't even do it. Celebrating his attempt. Uh-huh. Is it celebrating his downfall or celebrating his attempt? Oh, it was quite reverent. I think he's a good yeah, guy. Yeah, is that, yeah. isn't it? You are like thinking, yeah, good on him. He tried to bring down the government. Yeah. Which, uh-huh. to be honest... He deserves to be like, even if he even <laughs> <have> it now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're not advocating it, but I'm not advocating know. domestic terrorism. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I'm but, yeah, but genuinely, coronavirus briefings on now. I mean, if they went up in smoke, who give a fuck? Even uh, what's he called, Smitty? What's he called? <laughs> oh, that guy. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't like him. Witty. Isn't it Whitty? Oh, Chief it. Whitty or something. Chief, Chief Whitty, yeah. <laughs> Chief, Chief, Chief Medical Officer Whitty. Um, <laughs> I think That's it. I don't I don't understand why he's the man to put in front of the cameras, to be honest. You know what I mean? It's like it's like the, the opposite of what he would be like if it was American. Yeah. I know. He's got no <laughs> it, like I said before, he's not witty, is he? Oh, you've got Guinness there. Do you want do you want do you want to hear me tip of the week? Tit of the Would week? you like that? Not tit. Tip. 
would you like to make up a jingle for tip of the week? Um, now, what do you want head. us to do? It yeah, just no, just sing one off, off the okay. top of your head. Tip, 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 tip of the week. Thanks. That okay. was very good. That. Do you want well, it, uh, before you start? Shall I tell you my tit of the week? Go on then. The right one. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good tit. <laughs> It is a good tip. Anyway, my uh, my tip, not tit of the week, is if anybody's looking for a little bit of daytime nudity, right? <laughs> look no further than Sky Arts. That's <laughs> it. I'm just honestly. <laughs> yesterday, I, I I started on my box <laughs> <laughs> for that very reason. No, because there was a style <laughs> there was a style council documentary on the other night that All I right. watch. But well, I got but that. <laughs> But I'm all right with the tip. Thank you very much. It's a good tip because I've I got a new telly and it, it tuned in Sky Arts. It's a good channel. I, it is a good channel. I mean, it, it, what came on was just spot. I mean, naked spot. people all over the place. Was it like <laughs> draw, like people doing drones of naked people? That, are... that was one of the things, yes. That was one You're of not the meant things. to find that sexy, really. <laughs> Get yourself on uh, Sky Arts. We should work for Sky Arts, shouldn't we? They should be sponsoring this should podcast, be, although be. I'm not sure it qualifies as content that would go on Sky Art. It's not high art, is it? It's not high brow enough. No. Maybe next week we need to talk about, uh, I don't know, a Buddha souffle or something like that. <laughs> I've realised that they, last week you were singing that Gina Ginelli song about the ice cream, and I realised that that was too high brow for me. That's why I didn't know what it was. Yeah, um, I was just listening to Top Flight Time Machine with Andy Dawson and Sam Delaney. Their episode from Wednesday, Sam Delaney sings the Gino Ginelli song in the middle of it. Does he? They're copying listening to you. Nice. I think there's probably, like, I'm sure some of our listeners will listen to that because it's, like, fairly similar. Two blokes talking about stuff that they like and hope other people like it, I think is the main concept. Um, yeah. So there was probably some listeners that cross over. I would like a, a few more of their listeners to cross over if they want to, but um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So anybody that listens to both will mm-hmm. will know that we had it first. <laughs> Good. We'll beat them to it. We'll beat them to it. It's just sure. random, isn't it? Like uh, popped into my head because I had some Italian ice cream. They uh-huh. were talking about Gino De Campo, and he called call him Gino Ginelli. They obviously uh-huh. also mentioned. He's theft. He's, he's Stephen. <laughs> so they've nicked that as well. We got Jesus there first Christ. as well. Anyway, and, uh, that was months ago. That <laughs> I've got. I've got one more thing. Can remember you said uh, when you worked in Woolworths, which obviously you don't like to remember because it was a Not horrific. So much, no, it was a bad time of my life. Yeah, and you said that um, that you put on Gary Glitter because yeah. there was something in the newspaper that said W. H. Smith's next door. Yeah, had it on. Yeah. And, People were kicking off about it. Uh-huh. Well, uh, my wife was listening to that particular episode, and she went, "Yeah, hey, I know who that was. Who put that <laughs> on a W. H. Smiths." And I went, well, "Well, who was it? It was me sister Kelly." <laughs> <laughs> so she was working at W. H. Smiths while I was at Woolworths. I uh, she was like uh, just tempting there, and they said, "Well, like just me, just uh, put on, yeah, put on some Christmas music or whatever." And oh, she's not a massive like music fan or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Or, or pedophile fan. <laughs> <laughs> so she just put that on, uh-huh, and she got uh, she got totally wrecked. They didn't keep her on, apparently. Shocking. Well, we both we fell the same fit. Solidarity with Kelly. I know. 
Yeah, W.A. Smith was great, wasn't it? Like now, W.A. Smith's, does it still open? It's just like books and magazines now, isn't it? Probably, probably much fewer magazines than before. It was almost like, I'll, I'll say that word again, highbrow? It was, it was, it was it, do you know what I mean? It was, it was, like posh, it was the it was highbrow a, Woolworths. It, well, it was like a posh news agent. Yeah, very posh. Do you know what I like mean? Not just your local corner shop. Aye. It's like everything in there was just expensive. But they had I mean, games, didn't they? They had the computer games aye. for the Amiga and that. Like, it was... Can you name one CD that you've bought from W. H. Smith? So you wouldn't have done, would you? You would have bought it from our price, or you would have bought it from Woolworths, wouldn't you? Because it was just yeah. too expensive. Where else you used to sell CDs? Or Asda as well, I suppose, when Asda started getting them in. But aye. yeah, Woolworths at our price. But if you think back in the day, like now, when I get records and like I haven't bought them for a while because mm-hmm. of various reasons, um, one being that I haven't listened to half the ones that I've got. <laughs> um, but they're like new records of about 24, 25 quid, maybe sometimes 30 if they're like gatefold sleeves or something yeah. like that. It's fairly expensive, especially when you can get a CD for like eight quid or something now. Mm-hmm. But if, if you look at any of your old CD boxes, sometimes CDs were like 19 quid. And nobody oh, yeah, said no, that right. was crazy expensive. Like that would be the equivalent of paying about 30 quid now, if not 35 quid or something with inflation right. and that. I will oh, also right. say I've got no idea how inflation works, but I, think yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will I will also say neither of So don't ask me. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. I mean there was especially if it was a double, I like the the white album or something like that. That was mm-hmm. at least 1499, wasn't it? At least, but like but even before yeah. A few years before that, they were just expensive. Do you also yeah. remember when um, you would go to Video Fill or whatever, the video shop, and uh-huh. uh, you'd pick up one of the video boxes? Sometimes it would be like seventy four ninety nine and stuff like that. On, <laughs> like, on the have a sticker on how much they were. Aye, that's right. Aye. But I, I think that's like, they get them from the wholesalers or whatever at the time, or, you know, mm-hmm. there would be somewhere they would go to get these new releases, wouldn't they? Mm-hmm. And that's probably how much that... Uh, but I always remember thinking, like, as a kid, like when you'd pick up Cabbage Patch Kids or something, or no, Garbage Pail Kids, because <laughs> I remember Video Phil just had a wall of like video nasties, uh, yeah. and you know, slasher films and critters and all of that kind of <laughs> stuff, which were that's what yeah. basically what made VHS be popular in the 80s, all of that. Um, uh-huh. that and porn, obviously. Uh, and I just remember seeing they were like. 70 75 quid prices and thinking that's insane mm-hmm. like to, when you yeah. when a trip on the bus would be five pence <laughs> <laughs> five pence i remember, remember did, where did you go for your videos well um we went to uh, bolden lane we went there used to be a, a video shop on bolden lane was it used to go to i do you remember uh, azad video uh, no, but there also used to be this fella that used to turn up in his car. Yeah, the boot of the car. Boot, <laughs> he used to have a boot full of... We uh, never did that. I remember I no? used to go to Reedy Street and he would turn up. I always used to think, or even like as a like, 10-year-old or whatever, I'd be thinking, mm-hmm. that can't be right, can it? It can't be. <laughs> huh? well, can you remember this, right? Because nobody can. I definitely remember it. Can you remember the Candy Floss Man? The man in a van who used to sell candy floss and he used to ring a bell. Um, 
it rings a bell for me, but I, I can't. I don't know. I don't think so. You only came man, once obviously. or twice. Ah, you only came once or twice. Probably this candy floss. It's a, nobody wants candy floss that often. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was it, it, it was a strange venture for him to. <laughs> but it, it did much, I've got a great idea, pet. I'm Go sorry, on. but I've sold all. I've sold all your jewellery. <laughs> I've sold your dad's watch that he gave us for for Owen. <laughs> What's I've your idea? Brilliant, yeah, I'm gonna. You know the ice cream man. Yeah, uh-huh. you're gonna yeah. be an ice cream man. Better than that. There's already too many ice cream men. But what else yeah. do people like? Oh, fucking videos? No. <laughs> Toffee apples? <laughs> Don't be so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have a candy floss pan. <laughs> oh, no. And I'll also sell massive dummies made of uh, candy. <laughs> <laughs> they break your teeth. Uh, yeah. You know how you get them massive dummies? You only ever see them at Blackpool. Why can't we bring them to the northeast? <laughs> Not only that, make it mobile. Make it mobile. <laughs> well, I've already had. I've already got a drive to Blackpool to pick them up. Why stop there? <laughs> when I get back, I'll just drive around the streets trying to sell them. <laughs> that might be what he did. But I, I definitely remember that man. It can't be me that just remembers that. Anybody when I else? Started that talking about that. I was thinking the dummies were kind of like white, like kind of candy swirly types. But then mm-hmm. in the middle of talking about it, I remember there was some that were just like kind of opaque red. Like Yeah, just I remember just... the red ones. Here's here's another one for you. Can you remember pop-ups? Uh well like a, a lolly that would yeah, pop. You had to pop your finger in the, up, yeah. the, up the spout to push, yeah. push push a push pop. That's what it <laughs> That's is. right, a push pop, push pop, that's right. <laughs> And after a while, when you when you are obviously sucking it, it would turn into like a very sharp un- object. A very sharp object. It would it would nearly kill you. Because <laughs> the idea was it could get pushed back down into the case. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And you could put the top on. Then next time you wanted some, push it yeah. back up again. But uh-huh. the more you did that, it was disgusting putting your finger in that uh, thing, wasn't it? <laughs> so some would say disgusting. Some some would say it was just getting you used to adult life. <laughs> <laughs> very sticky business. <laughs> it's very sticky business. But the other thing was, if you suck the uh, the push pop, it would nearly knock your teeth out as well. I mean, I, it, what a dangerous thing! I don't think. I mean, it's, it's saying like different times. These things surely can't be allowed to be made for kids now. <laughs> Just pure sugar. No, I know. The other so ones anyway, that I liked. What Astro belts? Astro belts. I don't like them. Too sharp for me. Oh, they were <laughs> sharp. They were sharp. Them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I could only I could only do half a Astro belt these days. I think <laughs> just a half. We are doing midnight caller. I absolutely yes. love it. Absolutely so love I. it. Um, so for anybody who doesn't know what midnight caller is, shame on you. Um, <laughs> it's a TV series from 1988, 1991, three seasons, 61 episodes. It is about, um, well, the pilot, the first episode, which is what we're going to talk about mainly. It's about mm-hmm. a cop uh, called Jack Killian, That's who right, yeah. uh, ends up leaving the force and becoming a, a radio 
talking host where people uh-huh. call him about like crimes and he tells them like what they should do. Um, yeah. Gives them his expert advice on what they should do. RE yeah. crimes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it stars Gary Cole, who I absolutely love. And there's loads of other little bits and pieces and bits of, uh, you know, who did the music, who wrote it, created it and stuff like that. That's yeah. really interesting. Um, uh-huh. But Brett, well, do you did you know it before? Have you seen it before? Are you aware of it? How could you forget that theme tune? Amazing. Isn't That's it? what it's amazing. That's what I remember. I don't uh, remember. You know, I didn't remember rather that he was a cop. No, or me anything like I that. that. I mean, I I couldn't remember the fact that he 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 went out and he sort of you know investigated the things that he talked about on nope. the on the radio. I didn't get that. I think we were about eight or nine when it came out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's the theme tune that, that I always remember. I mean, yeah. that theme tune's great. It's, a, it's a, like a dirty sax, like it proper is. gumshoe detective story theme tune, uh-huh. isn't it? It's perfect. It is, like film noir type, type jazz, isn't it? Yeah, That's... a bit jazzy, like yeah. it's great. And I've told a few people we're going to do this on this week's episode, and they've just uh-huh. sent back dirty sax. <laughs> like... <laughs> And I, I mean, it's weird when you, you've just mentioned the music and stuff like that. It's weird when you, you, you think about who did it as well, because he's not really famed for, or that's not how I know, because it's Brad Fidel, isn't it? Yeah, former who, Blackburn goalkeeper, Brad Fidel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who Sutherland tried to sign once. I think he had a trial for once. Yeah, yeah. Nah, no, he's uh, the most capped <laughs> American in Premier League history. Uh, yeah. Something like 500 games. But anyway, but not it's not him something. anyway. It's, it's not, not him, him, but it's the guy who did the Terminator theme, isn't it? Yeah, so. and Terminator 2. Uh-huh. Um, so Night. it's very electrical, you know, stuff, isn't very it? Very synthy, like, usually yeah. stuff. And he does the music through the show, which is yeah. still predominantly kind of jazzy, but there are a few kind of like synthy bits in it. Um, yeah, there was like a, a, a chase scene, wasn't there, where it was definitely, you could tell it was his music. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. So he's not like a name like your John Williams or someone like that. Um, but if you if you do, I, his name stood out to me, and I thought, oh, Brad Friedel, ha, football. And then I thought, oh, actually, yeah. no, I do know who that is. It's uh-huh. the it's the guy who did Terminator, did load of James Cameron stuff, True Lies, Terminator Two. Yeah. He did. Well, I knew I knew who he was because uh, I've been into me film soundtracks and stuff like yep. that from a a very young age, and right. I remember I had a tape that had Van Gelis on, or if you okay. want to call him Van Gelis or whatever. And uh, you know, Chariots of Fire stuff like that, and and his theme was on on the tape, his Terminator theme. Okay. So I knew who he was. But yeah, I mean, I, I I love the Terminator theme. It's brilliant, isn't it? It's absolutely amazing. I mean, all of his stuff's pretty good when you look at the stuff he's done. And obviously, uh-huh. you being a horror fan, and we've mentioned Fright Night on last week's episode, I think. So um, uh-huh. we've done Fright Night one and two as well. So he does the music. Um, it's created by a guy called Richard Delillo. Do you know? Did you know him? Did you recognise his name? I, I didn't initially, but then when you you look into him, I, I looked into him a little bit, and obviously there's a Beatles link, isn't there? Yeah, there is. is like, nice. like I say, there's always these little links to stuff that we talk yeah. about before, which are totally uh, accidental. I didn't uh-huh. know this guy made the show, and it's a bit of a mad like transition from uh, basically he wrote a book, or he was it was a long piece in uh, Playboy. 
1973, I think, called The Longest Cocktail Party, where mm-hmm. he talked about uh, his time basically being one of the, uh, like, resident hippies at uh, Apple. At Apple, um, yeah. For the Beatles record label company, which is a total uh-huh. disaster. So many good stories <laughs> come out of that. And he was one yeah. of the guys that was there all the way through it. And out of that Playboy story, wrote a book came out about it. Um, and then eventually was the guy behind this show yeah um, which is know. interesting i think for for like a beatles fan because i mean even if you you know a lot about the beatles the the apple kind of uh stuff it's probably the lesser known stuff about the beatles isn't it it's it certainly is. for me i think the the lesson you know i know i don't know much about it i know that you know it accelerated their breakup or whatever when they suddenly started turning into yeah. businessmen i haven't really read his book I haven't read his book, to be honest, but the book I'm reading at the beginning, which is called And In The End by a guy called Ken McNabb, is about the last two years of the Beatles, um, and it covers uh-huh. a lot of the Apple stuff. So I'm learning yeah. a little bit more about it now. But it, uh-huh. uh, obviously this guy, Richard DeLillo's account, is a first-person account of being in it. Um, yeah. So he's mentioned a lot in this book, or his, he's one of the mm-hmm. reference points in this book that I'm reading. But anyway, yeah, so there's, there's those. Um, and the main uh, star... Actually, he's probably the only like notable person, and it really isn't he. Is Gary Cole? Who... Hang on. Oh, okay. Don't leave out my John Carpenter mate. Okay, who? <laughs> my John Carpenter mate, who's in uh, Big Trouble in Little China. He's also in uh, Prince of Darkness as well, um, and his name is Dennis Dunn. Okay, and he plays Good Billy name. Paul. So Billy who? I love him, Billy Paul. And who's he in this? He's the producer. Um, who works with uh, Gary Coles? Ah, uh, yeah, I recognise that guy, but I just didn't know like what, I, like what. Yeah, he I mean, he's in two John Carpenter films, so he, I'm a massive fan of him, <clears> okay. as, I, as I would be. But uh, I didn't realise he was in it actually until I sort of rewatched it again. So that was a nice surprise for me. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, he's but, the guy who screens the calls for Gary Coles' uh, Jack Killian yeah. character, doesn't he? And Jack he's Killian, always a little yeah. bit little bit playful with it when he's talking to people on the phone and stuff like that um yeah so yeah i think um for me i remember this show like you said we would have been like seven when it came out mm-hmm. nine when it finished not really yeah. ch- child-friendly viewing but uh-huh. i remember watching it because um i used to stay at my nana and granddad's house on a weekend mm-hmm. uh saturday night before church on the sunday morning where i used to go with my nana and uh always was allowed to stay up a little bit later every now and granddad's house. And uh, this used to be on the TV. And I, I obviously in my head think it must've been on at midnight, but obviously yeah. it, it wouldn't have been, <laughs> but it was probably like a nine or 10 o'clock uh, show, uh, but which is still late uh, uh-huh. when you think about it for a kid. Um, and also the subject matter totally unsuitable, but I remember <laughs> watching it and I remember Gary Cole being in it because later on when he was in other things like i totally knew who he was and i yeah. remember the premise of the show being that he was a radio uh mm-hmm. presenter that was taking calls and often they were about crimes and they ended up getting like investigated on the back of that uh-huh. um but like you like we watched the first one i can't really remember all the details or any of the specific episodes and i certainly didn't see the first one from start to finish so um, watching this first episode, which kind of sets it all up. It's a pilot, really, isn't it? Um, right. 
I thought I really, really thought it was excellent. Like I, I it loved was. it. I've only just finished watching it before we came on. Uh-huh. Um, I loved it. I, I will watch all of it if I can. If if I can find it, I will watch it. Well, that's good. I mean, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the the pilot episode as well. Like it was it was excellent. I mean, it set things up really well, didn't it? Like you've just said there, he's a, he's a cop um, initially. And what happens is he sort of he accidentally kills his partner, doesn't he, in a shootout while yeah. they're chasing some uh, some guy. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what sort of it sends him on a downward spiral, mm-hmm. sort as of it would alcoholism and stuff like that. And he's kind of saved by this this girl who offers him a, a job as like a, a radio talk radio sort of deal. Devin King, yeah, Devin King. That's right. Owner KJCM. FM. <laughs> That's right. And I mean, the, the, these uh, talk radio sort of presenters and stuff like that were, were becoming famous at the time, weren't they? I mean, there's the the American guy with the curly hair. What's his name? Howard Stern. Howard Stern. He's like massive in America, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? So, And there obviously there's the, uh, the the ginger hair Jody Alan Robson. Yeah. Uh, Alan Robson and the, there's James Whale as well who in the yeah, in the, the 80s holy trinity of uh, talking hosts. <laughs> there you go. They're, they're the best, aren't they? <laughs> Apart from Jack Killian, obviously, <laughs> who is like yeah, I, I would say he's an amalgamation of all those three. Yeah, <laughs> he's got the the good looks of Robson. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. The smarts of Stern. <laughs> And the, and the sheer, of whale. the sheer presence of whale. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a big thing. I mean, you know, people listening to, you know, the radio and stuff like that. I mean, I still, to this day, I love the radio. I, I, I really like listening to the radio, especially the football. I'd prefer, mm-hmm. I'd prefer to watch or listen to the radio, listen to Sunderland play than watch them. That might be a reflection on yeah, I think so. the way they play, but you know, <laughs> but that I think that's come from a fact of, of like being being young, and that was the only way I could actually listen to the football. Yeah, I remember it's, listening to games on the radio, and I think I love it. I, I don't. I will admit, I'm not a big radio fan. I don't like the usual like disc jockey types where they're like, mm-hmm. uh, "Hey, what have you been up to this weekend?" I had jelly for breakfast. Ha! Isn't yeah. that crazy? Like I hate yeah. that shit. Um, all I'm conscious, you, maybe you, we do a version of that. But no, we don't. Uh, no, we don't. But, um, but that, you get but that the sport more, broadcasting. I think is great. That's right. That's what I was going to say. It, it's more the talk sort of radio that I, I enjoy the most. I mean, if you if you're listening to, to sport or whatever, it's it's more like that. I mean, I don't like talk sports. I mean, they can set up, but. Uh, I, I do like sort of other things, you know, I think Colin Murray does one sort of late at night. Um, I think it's Five Live or something like that. that that's good because mm-hmm. Colin Murray's quite a good guy, isn't he? So yeah. I like stuff like that. I, but I get where you're coming from with like the radio DJ talk and all yeah. that, you know. I that's fucking, yeah, it's cringy. You like, it? They get people on like, we've got Brett on the line. Brett, what have you got to say? What, what did you do at the weekend? I went to a car boot sale. It was really good. Thanks for calling, Brett. Like, <laughs> why? Yeah. Why was that necessary? Like, why was that know. a worthwhile thing to yeah. do or say? And I think, like Bruno Brooks or someone, you know, that, that not, kind not of thing. Those guys' skills. I think it's more like the local radio stuff that I, I dislike. Uh-huh. Um, well, I'll knock Bruno Brooks. 
Well, let it be said that I'm all for Brooks. A <laughs> <laughs> dog, now fox or whatever, I'll knock him in well, all. He, yeah, certainly does not have my backing. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any particular reason why you have got a dislike of Doctor Fox? Uh, well, he's not a doctor, so there's that. Um, and he's not a fox. He's not, not a fox or a doctor. <laughs> he's foxes. a double liar. He's a double liar. Isn't what? He? What? You know what he is? He's a dull man. That's what he is. is <laughs> With shit hair. But <laughs> um, Bruno anyway, Brooks, he, we got, he, he, he's all right, is he? We've gone off the topic. I'll not. Well, we're well, still talking about radio. Aren't we? Um, so anyway, yes, Gary Cole. It's a great opening. Is it is it a Sade song that's playing throughout the beginning of this uh, it is. episode? And you're a massive oh, fan. And what what a, it's perfect for the time and the setting of it, isn't it? It, it yeah. works. Uh-huh. I should I think we should say the look and feel of this show, this episode in particular, the pilot, it feels like certainly at the time, late 80s, early 90s, there were a lot of erotic thrillers doing the yeah. rest, body of evidence, basic instinct, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. This is like it's not erotic, um, but it's, uh, you know, there's some sexual elements it to is. it. You don't see any it, sex. There's no sex scenes as such, uh-huh. but um, it's adult. It's definitely uh, for a yeah. grown-up audience. Um, it is. And this kind of feels like one of those films, but like condensed into 45 minutes. Uh-huh. And, I th- and I think it's it's all the better for doing that. I think it's it's great. Yeah. Like, like what this, what they get into this 45 minutes, it's a, quite a in-depth storyline uh-huh. you start with him and his partner having a bit of laugh and joke in a car and it sets gary cole's uh character up as being like a bit of a wisecracker um uh-huh. uh, and he's obviously one that doesn't take himself too seriously bit of a maverick uh but does what needs to be done to get the to get the bad guys um uh-huh. then they go on this chase of a guy you're not really sure why it doesn't really matter but in the chase mm-hmm. he ends up shooting his partner and his partner ends up dying it's a massive tragic tragic accident but yeah. it's interspersed with this uh lady mm-hmm. um I well, she's a prost- po- posing she's as a prostitute or maybe she is a prostitute posing. you don't really know i think she's posing as a I think prostitute, she's posing as a prostitute. Um, I, I think where they are initially where they're, they're sort of staking out this guy is it's like the red light district of I know, but san francisco what, isn't how, it? it's they're high class uh, escorts i would say given the, <laughs> the visuals um <laughs> well the weather i mean there's a lot of uh, sort of negligee going on well the, get, the first couple of shots i presumed it was like a high fashion shoot or something you're seeing or like a catwalk or something like yeah. that um uh-huh. but it turns out it's a red light district they just they, mm-hmm. they are they are model like ladies rather than um yeah, what you might expect, I suppose. Um, the thing that the thing that I got from it, it's very much like a music video. That's very much was like a music video. This bit, yeah. very much. I mean, and and at the start as well, there's there's a part where it's kind of like slow motion where you see someone getting married and mm-hmm. they're throwing the bouquet, which mm-hmm. is a bit of like foreshadowing for what's going to happen at the end. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was very music video like, yeah. I thought. Yeah, certainly for this era, absolutely. Uh-huh. Um, so I think it, it sets up like the characters well. It sets up what's going to go on to be a long-running series really well. But it also, this uh, lady who's posing as a prostitute ends up killing, shooting the guy who's in the car with her. 
she's uh-huh. a bit weird, a bit full on, you'd probably say. She's <laughs> like, oh, I thought you loved us. Um, I thought mm-hmm. we were going to get married, and then she shoots him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought these two things were going to be linked, like who they're chasing. They think they've got someone, but actually... Yeah. It's her they should be getting. It's not a guy. Um, mm-hmm. But actually, it's not really linked. It's just part of what's going to come later. Um, and like you say, I didn't realize that Gary Cole was a cop when this show started. Uh, no, I didn't like. When this happened, when he shoots his partner, three months, he still hasn't gone back to work. Then six months, mm-hmm. somebody knocks on his door and offers him a job on this uh, talk show because... Devin King, who this young, attractive woman who has bought this alien radio station has been trying to sort this crime slot out because people are worried about the rise of violent crime and street crime. And people uh-huh. keep recommending this motor mouth cop to her, uh, but nobody's yeah. seen for radios, and that's Gary Cole. So she ends up mm-hmm. tracking him down and offering him a job. Um, mm-hmm. But by this point, this lady who shot the guy in the car has just kind of disappeared from the story. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was kind of thinking, well, well, all right then, must have just been an anomaly or something. Um, but yeah. then he starts on his job. The calls are coming thick and fast because he's a good character. He's, you know, he's bantering with people. He's putting them down. Or he's putting mm-hmm. them on, as they keep saying in the uh, show. Putting them on, yeah. You're not gotta be putting me on, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And then uh, eventually somebody rings Angel. And you're like, ah, it comes back into focus. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. I mean, what when Angel does ring, she kind of sort of sees that they're, they're linked because when she's committed a, a first murder, you would kind of find out that she's she's doing it more often. She's mm-hmm. a serial killer. That yeah. that's that's the date that a partner was shot. So almost at the same time, uh, yeah, his, part, part, his, yeah. his part his partner was was being shot by Mister Cole. Um, the serial killer was making her first kill type mm-hmm. thing. So the data are linked um, and the serial killer angel kind of, you know, as he gets on the on the radio and stuff like that, she sort of links them up because of those dates, doesn't she? Yeah, she's kind of timing her killing people in the same way as the first time, like in a car with him being yeah. on the radio. Like uh-huh. uh, she's kind of using it. Him I mean, she's obviously a deluded, isn't she? I yeah. mean, she's obviously nuts. Yeah. And she has this thing about, you know, being married. I think there's mm-hmm. a guy sitting in the car who she, she first kills and she says, well, do you love us and all this kind of stuff? And he's like, well, no. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I've, I've just met you. You're a prostitute. Yeah. And he, she shoots him. Yeah. Um, well, she so says, I, are you married? And he says, what's it got to do with yeah, you? Yeah. That's she right. she says, I, like, what would your wife think about this? And he's like, oh, it's getting a bit much, this, isn't it? And she went, well, that's a shame because I loved you. And uh, she, yeah. she shoots him. Um, uh-huh. So, yeah, so this is basically, that happens a few times. She And then she ends up ringing the show. He's getting more and more famous. And then at this point, she kind of is the voiceover of the show. Her kind yeah. of deluded uh, diary entries, I guess, are, are, are narrating his rise as a TV, as a, sorry, a radio host, um, mm-hmm. which really, it's a great device for setting up the entire premise of the series. Like, she's yeah. basically telling you, you know, and before long, he was the talk of the town and he was a celebrity mm-hmm. uh, for this reason, this reason, this reason. So you kind of get to the point really quickly. It's just a really good bit of exposition. It gets the story, the backstory 
told uh, really quickly to the point yeah. also is still including her as the kind of driving like yeah. protagonist of this story itself. Like I think it just seems like really cool, like a really clever way of setting up a series, does... but also bringing this episode to like a yeah. kind of exciting bit of intrigue. There was there was also what I got from it as well, which I've been trying to look up on on my phone just as you were you were speaking there. Was um, you know that's that serial killer? Is it Eileen Wall? Yes, Eileen Wall. Second, that's her. That her. So obviously, you know, I think this this was about the time she was sort of active and stuff mm-hmm. like that, wasn't mm-hmm. it? So mm-hmm. I think that's that's where the serial killer or the basis for the ideas come from. That's where that's why I got from it anyway. Okay. I, mean, I, I don't know for sure, but. Yeah, I mean, there was I that film, wasn't it? Monster. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and there's a, what's he called? David Broomfield, that guy? Yeah, the documentary. That's yeah. that's really good. That, Hi, I'm here with female <laughs> murderer Eileen Wernos. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, she's on death row, isn't she? Yeah. And he's, yeah. Uh-huh. That, that's a good documentary, that one. But yeah, that's what, that's what I got from it. That's, it was kind of based on, Nick on her. Nick Broomfield, yeah. Uh-huh. But that's why I got. Okay, yeah, I mean, she's uh, this similar, like, yeah, I get, I get that. I didn't think of it at the time, but that's a good point. Um, So anyway, as this goes on, he basically kind of he tries to invoke a, a, like, wrath a little bit, doesn't he? He Gets one of his cop mate, ex cop mates, to call up Mm -hmm. and pretend to be like, "Hey, there's somebody uh, gunning people down out there, man. You've got to get your cop. Yeah. You've got the cop should be doing it. You should sort it out. So he tries to invoke her wrath a little bit and bring her out the woodwork. Yeah, he tries to rile her up, doesn't he? She's a but bit, she um, sees through it. She sees through it, but, I mean, it works. Because yeah. she, she does come out the woodwork. <laughs> <laughs> she does, she does. But you're right, yeah, he, I mean, it does that. But, like, she does see through it and stuff like that. Because after, after she's run the radio show... Um, Sort of uh, Gary Cole sort of says, well, goes to his cop mates, doesn't he? And, and says, well, you know, what's been happening on the streets type thing. And that kind of gives them the link to, you know, if anybody's calling the show on future episodes or whatever, he's got this link to the police still yeah. where he can, he can kind of investigate things. Yeah. Um, and like you say, he gets his, his cop mate to ring up and hopefully should, to try and entice that to sort of ring, ring up again, as she does. But she sees through the ruse, doesn't she? Yeah. But it doesn't stop her on a, a serial killing path, does no, it? So she becomes uh, so Gary Cole's character, so Jack Gillian's getting close to Devin King, who runs the uh, radio station. I mean, you don't really see what happens, but he's out for dinner with her and stuff. So she obviously starts. Maybe she's getting jealous of his relationship with her because she thinks those two deserve to be together. So she yeah. start, she targets her and it comes to a head when she comes to the radio station and tries to offer Shoots it up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know if she tries to kill her because I, mean, I think she could have killed her. I think she could have killed her as well. That's one yeah. bit I was thinking, I don't think this radio station lady is agile enough to, or, you know, you would be terrified. I think uh-huh. most most scary situations, you, like like they think you run away, but I think actually you just stand. You cower. Yeah, you, you just stand still yeah. and you you scared, uh-huh. aren't you? So she uh-huh. probably would have just got shot to bits. I, I think you're right about that. <laughs> but what she she kind of shoots the the sort of equipment, doesn't she? Mm. Rather than shooting shooting the yeah. girl, so, so I don't think she's, she's there just, to kill her. Maybe she's just trying to. She's Put then the trying to. Dr- I think she's then trying to draw Jack. 
yeah. in, back into her world a bit, like he's yeah, trying to do with it. I think you're right about that. I think that's true. So they're almost trying to both entice each other out, aren't they? Yeah. It's, and it's good. Time. It's like this little cat and mouse put done over the radio waves. Um, yeah. Um, and yeah, so then basically he decides, so you can't have a go at her. I'm going to come and find you. Sort that's it right, out yeah. once and for all. Uh-huh. So uh, that's true. I, I mean, what, what does eventually happen is it, she somehow gets his home number, doesn't she? Yeah. And so sort of, <laughs> <laughs> she sort of explains that she knows what he's up to and stuff like that. Uh, and you're going to have to come and find me and, and stuff. Um, and, and what she does is arrange to meet him, doesn't she? And mm. she sort of leaves a, a gift for him and tells mm-hmm. him where to meet her and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The gift that uh, she gives him is a wedding ring, which <laughs> demands that he puts on. and It's all this yeah. kind of game, isn't it, Dua? Yeah. You know? I mean, she's obviously, like I've, I've said before, she's obviously delusional, isn't she? I know, but I think not- it's just great. Like, this is kind of like David Fincher style, like, mm-hmm. uh, like kind it of is. tricksy cat and mouse stuff. I, I just think it's really, it, it's... Elevated from your usual like TV cop show or whatever. I think it's it's yeah, like I think a notch it above it. Um, it's certainly the psychological elements of it, and, and not only that, the fact that you know it's a woman. Yeah, I think that was quite unusual as well. I mean, I, I mean, know. I think at the time you've maybe a little this a bit beforehand, but you've got like single white female and fatal attraction and stuff like that. So maybe yeah. like in all these. Um, all of these erotic thrillers are all the women are the yeah. baddies, right? So, it's... well, but to have the the woman as a serial killer, I think you know that that was uh, quite unique and quite a new idea, and that's why why I think that you know came from you know that Eileen Walnuts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that because you know she was one of the first, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, I think the, the first that people knew about anyway. I think other this and other sh- uh, films, but I think the difference for me is that they're like Hollywood movies that are going down this path, not TV mm-hmm. shows. This is a TV yeah, show yeah. and it's pilot that's gone down to like, it's, and I yeah. think it's just really accomplished, really mm-hmm. clever and really also en- like gripping and then enjoyable mm-hmm. is probably not the right word, but obviously I did enjoy it, but it's a, it's, it's a really gripping episode. Yeah. Like I said, well, it, it feels it, like it, a film. It feels like a yeah, film. Yeah, it does. I mean, it was enjoyable. I sat through it and, I, you know, I, I loved it. I, I thought it was really, like you say, captivating. I mean, it, it was unusual to see a programme. I think the Americans are particularly good at this, though, aren't they? Where, they, you know, they have gritty subject matters and they, they, they deal with those type of things. You know what I mean? I agree. Things like homicide life on the street, which you always talk about. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But they're no, good at right. that, aren't they? No, like they, they take, uh, you know, there are shows. They're not always the most lauded shows. Mm-hmm. But stuff like, uh, like you say, Homicide Life on the Street, The Shield, stuff like that, they they just do this stuff really well, but they're not always the most successful programs. Uh-huh. But like, at, well, at the end, explain the end. Well, at the, at the end, he, he, he's sort of enticed up to our apartment. In our apartment, it's, there's loads of mannequins around, mm-hmm. which is like, you know, serial killer thing. You get little it, glimpses you know I mean? of it, don't you, all the way through. It's a little bit yeah. silent to the lambs style as well. I it think. is. Um, it is. You get it's it's well glimpses. done. You can't yeah. really get a, a handle on what it is in because she's writing these diaries and the shots like, yeah. they are quite music video style. And they're uh-huh. kind of like 
things fading in and out and little cutaways to there might be like photographs in a scrapbook. There might be pictures on a wall. There might be mannequins yeah. that are there. There might be things on a... I think like, I, I got the idea that she was she was doing all that kind of thing. I yeah. mean, there was sort of cutouts from magazines. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Um, there was there was mannequins in a house. There was sort of it's quite disorienting, though, isn't it? Like you, because yeah, the way yeah. it's shot, you don't uh-huh. ever get the full picture of what it is. You get little yeah, snippets true. of stuff that's going on. Um, uh-huh. So it's quite disorienting. And then by the end, like you say, he goes to the house or the apartment, mm-hmm. and he's going up the lift to see her. And uh, when he walks in, you suddenly see, oh shit! Hang on, did you ask me to explain this? Yeah, yeah, but, <laughs> but after this, after this, I don't know what happened because uh, <laughs> somebody knocked on the door. <laughs> yeah, what you like? I got, a, I got a shower, shower curtain reel delivered. <laughs> Go on, explain the bit and where you watched up doing that. This is it. Basically, walks in and there's just stuff everywhere, and she's like, wants to get married or something. <laughs> right. So he, yeah, he, he walks in, mannequins everywhere, and, and things like that. In a in a lay, basically, in a creepy lay, a creepy house where she lives, um, and she's dressed up in a, a sort of bride's sort of dress, mm-hmm. and uh, you almost sort of imagine that that she set her heart on on wanting to, to be with Killian, do you know yep. what I mean? Like it's true love or whatever in her de- deluded mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but she suddenly, well, initially she throws a bouquet in the air to distract yep. Killian. Yeah. Um, and she pulls out a gun. Mm-hmm. And obviously Killian being the ex-cop that he is, he, he also has a gun, but he shoots first. Yeah. And he kind of shoots her out the window and, and kills her. Yeah. But then he, he sort of checks the gun and he realizes that there was no bullets in. So it's almost like, she's wanted him to kill her kind mm-hmm. of suicide by cop type thing. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And also all. gives him, she says like our stories are going to be intertwined. And yeah. by the time we get together, um, we're both going to end up where we need to be or something like that. So mm-hmm. it's almost like she's given him the redemption that he needs by yeah. like, he's, he gets, he's gone out and he shot somebody and he's killed her, but they deserve to be killed this time. And uh-huh. I mean, you can argue about whether anybody deserves to be killed like that, but uh, whatever. Um, it's almost like she's trying to save him. Like that was mm-hmm. her goal all along, not really getting married and killing him or getting mm-hmm. together and whatever might she thinks might have happened out of that. It was all like she wanted him to kind of save him Give him yeah. something that he he knows what he's doing, kind of thing. Yeah, um, could have been could have been that. It, 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 I that mean, was my take of that. There's lots of different ways you could look at it. You could also look at it the fact that you know the the timelines are intertwined, and you know these things have happened at the same time. For example, like, you know he his part he shot his partner, and she mm-hmm. killed um, our first victim at the same time, or whatever. Yeah. So you could look at the fact that that she could think, well, he's the only person. That could end me pain or yeah. or what have you. Yeah, yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? Get that there's lots of different, but they, I mean, there's like you said, it's just it's just very interesting and, and have this all the way through for 45 minutes. And it's a like you mentioned too, it's a pilot. There's you, you've got to introduce the characters, you've got to sort of get to know who these people are. 
there's a lot crammed in, and I think they've, they've done it really, really well. It's, there is, uh, it was a really good pilot. <laughs> often, what there isn't in a pilot is actually a gripping story that yeah. resolves itself within it. Um, it's like an origin, isn't it? Normally, yeah. a pilot. But, but this, this is different, isn't it? This kind of has enough going on for a series to follow, but also has a very tight story within it that yeah. helps set up that, that that might follow if it gets picked up. I, I just think it's mm-hmm. it's excellent. Like the writers uh, did a great job. The, the cinematographer, the directors. I just think mm-hmm. every every part of it, I think, is is excellent and um, like. Anybody who doesn't know Midnight Cut, like just watch it. It's really good. Yeah, just watch and it. You'll know if you don't know who we mean by Gary Cole because he's not a massive name, but he is very recognizable. He's in American Gothic, which was one of the first things I wanted to do, but we couldn't find an episode of it to do because I loved that show. And that was another one that really foreshadowed stuff like True Blood and stuff like that, which he's also yeah. in. Um, he's in The West Wing, which I mentioned earlier. He's in films like Dodgeball. He's a commentator on there with Jason Bateman. Uh-huh. Um, Office Space, a really cult film. He's in that. Yeah. Um, he's in Lotus. Lo- absolutely. Well, that's it. Stuff. That's what I was going to say. He's another one of these like really hardworking actors, isn't he? Well, I mean, I've you always look, you liked through, him. You look through his IMD credits and stuff like that. I mean, there's like you know, there's at least seven things every year mm. that he's in. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah. a hardworking guy. I've always liked him, and I think I've always had a soft spot for him because of this show. Because I watched it when I was a kid, and I just it just stayed in my mind. It's a recognizable face and a recognizable yeah. voice. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. I think your voice is great. Like, perfect. It is. But, uh, I it mean, is. perfect for a talk show host, a fictional <laughs> show, but he's got a great voice. But he's also cool. I mean, we've mentioned people who are, you know, figures of fun, I would say. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he wasn't like that, was he? He was always cool. He did no, it in a he, cool way. Yeah, he is cool. He is cool. He's, a, And I think his career is quite a cool career. Like, he's never really sold out and done anything stupid. He's in quite kind of cult stuff that everything uh-huh. he's done has got a really big fan base, whether it's yeah. something like True Blood, Office Space, Veep, which he's won awards for, um, he, uh, the Adult Swim stuff. He's He's... He's quite respected, but also a guy that he's not really out there. He's not somebody that's in the tabloid and shit like that all the time, which yeah, much Good. more I respect like, from. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I like that. That's like that. They, they're my kind of people, man. Definitely. So that's the end of that. Then that was good. Thanks for watching but, that. But if you do, <laughs> if you do want to watch it, this is this is the the only thing with the show. I mean, like you mentioned, uh, Saudi and stuff like that. There's a re- an Aretha Franklin song at the end and, mm-hmm. and things. If you want to buy it on DVD, you shit out of luck because you yeah. can't get it. Yeah, you can't get it. Um, and then that's that's because of the, the music rights yeah. and stuff like he that. He plays Wilson Pickett in the middle and I think the Wilson yeah. Pickett song gets turned off because they don't have the rights to that. Um, <laughs> the Shardy, well, Aretha Franklin. So also, from yeah. a music point of view, brilliant. Um, they are on YouTube. Um, so you can pick. They're not the best sort of, you know. They're not the best. They're a bit grainy no, and but, stuff like but, that. But honestly, I wish there was a way to like buy. Yeah, a but this, that's DVD the problem. Or Blu-ray or something because I would, I would like a better quality version I of think, them all. I would I happily lot, pay. I think a lot of people would, but for, for that very reason, for the fact that you know. There's a lot of music running through it. I don't think they can reproduce it for. Mm-hmm. for no, I, I think it's a it's a shame. Um, it is a shame. I would I would pay to have this three series of a collection for sure. It's great. Um, it is good. So anyway, that's Midnight Caller. That's a recommendation. We're happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you got a quiz? Is it themed? Is it to do with Midnight Caller? 
Is it to do with talk show hosts? It's none of those things. Okay. The, the quiz this week, my friend, is called A Mixed Bag of Nuts. <laughs> because, <laughs> because it is that very same thing, a mixed bag of nuts. Oh, right? amazing. Oh, yes, indeed. Right. I think you'll get some of these right, my friend, but we'll okay. see. Let's see. Which, Let's see. Which, prem, which Premier League striker's home was burgled in 2001 and resulted in one of the burglars being hospitalised after being beaten within an inch of his life? By the striker? Yes. Really? Uh-huh. I was going to say Robbie Fowler, but I don't think I'll be right. There's always like Liverpool. I don't, well, I you're close there. Think about John. Think about your mate John. What was John? What was he? Yeah, John. Yeah, Everton fan. Oh, <laughs> Duncan Ferguson. <laughs> Duncan Ferguson is the right answer. <laughs> Question number two: Which Premier League striker's home was burgled in 2003? <laughs> And resulted in the burglar being hospitalised after being beaten within an inch of his life. I really wanted to be Duncan Ferguson again. Is that your answer? Yes, it is. It is Duncan Ferguson. <laughs> I hope it was the same burglar as well. <laughs> <laughs> the moral of the story is don't break into Duncan Terrible Ferguson's idea. This Andy van der Meerde, on the other hand, who I think got burgled about five times because he's a drunken bum <laughs> and was into some bad shit. Burgle him all you like. <laughs> Mental that. Uh, which composer wrote the theme tune for a 80s quiz show, Gone for Gold? Oh, you mentioned this the other day. Um, I don't know, but I'm going to say Ra- Ravel? Ravel? <laughs> the answer is Hans Zimmer. Oh, is it? I almost said um, Harold Faltermeyer, but that's wrong, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you like this one as well, because I've, I've looked into this guy, and he's a nut. Um, okay. Which Hollywood actor fled to Canada in 2010 after claiming he was being pursued by people who target celebrities called Star Walkers? What? Say the you want us to say it again? Say the beginning. I heard the Starbuckers, but... Well, that's not the lot of it. I'll say it again. Which Hollywood actor fled to Canada in 2010 after claiming he was being pursued by Starbuckers? Right? Starbuckers are a secretive group that target celebrities and who he claims were involved in the death of Heath Ledger. Okay, um, sounds like a Christian Bale kind of thing. <laughs> Don't know though. You think Christian Bale fled to Canada? I think because he was bizarre... being pursued by Starbucks. I think he's a bizarre man, and I wouldn't put anything past him. Randy Quaid is the answer. No, no I'm not a fan of Randy thing. Quaid. Here's the thing: you've got to follow Randy Quaid on uh, Twitter. Really? He's a nutcase. Well. I'd... I'm not surprised. I'm not a fan. <laughs> You're not a fan. Nah. Uh, which 90s TV channel, pro, channel's programs rather, included Topless Darts, News Bunny, Gay Yay! News. Live TV. <laughs> I think we might talk about more next one. week. <laughs> I think we might do. Yes. Uh, 
Um, last one. Can you tell me the four different types of nuts in Holland and Barrett? Eight pound forty nine bag of mixed nuts. Now that's expensive, isn't it? Brazil nut. Wrong. Fuck off. <laughs> Macadamia nut. Wrong. What these are expensive nuts? A hazelnut. Wrong. Fucking hell. This bag of nuts isn't worth 49 pence of mine, eight pounds forty-nine. <laughs> um, well the cashew. Yep, the cashew's in there. Boring nut. Um a pistachio better not be in there. It's not in there. That's good. The peanut. You give an answer that isn't an answer there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Edry bets. Um, <laughs> um, almond. Yeah. Walnut. Yeah. Peanuts. You said the peanuts. <laughs> yeah. So well not done. worth yes. it. Forty nine. Not worth it's it. It's not. It's a complete rip off. Rip off that. Isn't <laughs> it, it is. Really bad. So I think I got all of those right. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got some of them right, I guess. Some of them right. Okay, well, but, some of them right. Thank you very much like, for that. Like we say, do not break into Duncan Ferguson themselves. No. In fact, just don't be a boggler. Don't be a boggler. Don't be a bloody boggler, man. Um, Bogglers, man. Dicks. So, yeah, and don't buy that bag of nuts. Uh, <laughs> well, thanks for that, Brett. That was good. I enjoyed Midnight Caller. I genuinely want to watch more, and I wish that I could buy them because it was excellent, um, not just for nostalgic reasons, but it was just so good. It, it was just a good program, wasn't it? It was just really good, and I, I really enjoyed it too. And Definitely. in a in a Brad Fidel state, we've got some music that kind of fits. Um Again, we've gone a little bit synth wavy. Well, we've gone very synth wavy uh, for the, the the music that's going to end it. So before we mm -hmm. go, thanks for listening, everyone. Follow us. Follow the podcast on. You can follow it on Acast. You can follow it on Spotify, Apple, and Amazon. I think we're on Audible, but I don't know whether Amazon and Audible are the same thing. I'm a little bit confused. We're also on everywhere else you might want to listen to it. Um, give us a rate and follow us on Twitter. Brett does some good stuff on there. Join us on uh, Facebook. That's the name of the podcast. On Twitter, it's at FSpod. Um, and until next time, we'll see you later. Yeah, uh, this week we've got music uh, from Iterations. Mm -hmm. um, and the guy is, he's a drummer, he's a guitarist, he's a synthesis mm -hmm. from Washington, D.C., yeah. which I'm sure is a very quiet place at the moment, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> And the, the track's Killer Key. Yeah. So that's what we've got this week. Yeah, really good. I really liked it. It really fits with the uh, Brad Fidel uh, kind of uh, theme mm -hmm. and follows on from the, what we've had the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. This is Killer Kane from Iterations. Take care, and we'll speak to you, or you will hear us in one week's time if you listen weekly. I don't know. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.